This is the evening edition of the Daily Podcast Practice Show for Friday, January 28th of 2022. I'm your host, Rich Grimshaw, putting the P in podcasting through relentless daily practice on the road to podcasting fame and glory. And it's good to be here practicing my podcasting skills, and thank you for being here with me on my journey to complete 365 consecutive daily podcast episodes, a journey that I began 342 days ago on February the 20th of 2021. You can find all of those environmentally friendly, ethically sourced, and 100% sustainable podcast episodes over at the website dailypodcastpractice.com. This podcast is made possible by Wikipedia. They don't sponsor me. They just make this podcast possible. So please support them if you have the opportunity. On this day in 1986, early in the morning, the Space Shuttle Challenger was launched from Cape Canaveral in Florida, and 73 seconds into its flight, it exploded, killing all seven astronauts, including Krista McAuliffe, who was to become the first teacher in space and for whom many young children were watching her historic launch into space. And also watching in the crowd down below were her parents. And I I can't imagine the shock of that moment to them. I know it was shocking to me. I wasn't watching the launch, but I saw the replays because it was big news. It was it was just it was just terrible. Just terrible. After a lengthy forensic investigation they came to the conclusion that the cause was the failure of O-ring seals on the rocket's boosters, and they had they had uh, shrunk. They'd grown smaller because of the cold weather. It had been below freezing at the launch pad the, that evening and that morning. And that's what the physical cause was. But to me, the real cause was a breakdown in leadership at NASA because the top level of the mission command knew, they knew that the flight was at risk Because of the cold weather. They had great information from the technicians about that. And they went ahead with the launch anyway. They just ignored that important information. They thought they were too smart. They didn't need to know. And they were wrong. And that was the failure. We should mention that also on that flight were astronauts Gregory Jarvis, Judith Resnick, Mission Commander Dick Scobie, astronaut Ron Ron, Ron McNair, pilot Mike Smith, and astronaut Ellison Onizuka. That evening, uh, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, uh, addressed the nation, and he had this to say. And I want to say something to the school children of America who were watching the live coverage of the shuttle's takeoff. I know it's hard to understand, but sometimes painful things like this happen. It's all part of the process of exploration and discovery. It's all part of taking a chance and expanding man's horizons. The future doesn't belong to the faint-hearted. It belongs to the brave. The Challenger crew was pulling us into the future and will continue to follow them. Unquote. And you know, I can just hear him saying that. I don't recall whether I watched that address or not. I, I have to think that I would have. It was such an important thing. And I would have been at the TV that evening. And I can just, I can hear the way Ronnie talked. And uh, that would have been... Comforting. I would have taken some comfort from from him, but that <laughs> that was the actor in him. He had that down pretty pat. <laughs> Let's move on to some other science stuff. I want to read an article from LiveScience.com. It's also kind of about space, 
we have some scientists that are concerned about a new discovery that an ancient solar storm smashed Earth at the wrong part of the sun's cycle. And this sounds ominous, so let's go ahead and read this article. It was written by Brandon Specters, and it was posted earlier today. And you may recall that we mentioned sun storms, solar storms, earlier, just a few days ago, I think. And uh, this is the same topic. An extremely powerful solar storm pummeled our planet 9,200 years ago, leaving permanent scars on the ice buried deep below Greenland and Antarctica. A new study of those ancient ice samples has found that the previously unknown storm is one of the strongest outbursts of solar weather ever detected and would have crippled modern communication systems if it had hit the Earth today. But perhaps most surprising, this massive storm appears to have hit during a solar minimum, which is the point during the sun's 11-year cycle of storms when the solar outbursts are typically much less common. And because of this unexpected discovery, the study researchers are concerned that devastating, really devastating, solar storms could hit when we least expect them, and that Earth might not be prepared when the next big one arrives. Well, I, you know, I don't know that we're that prepared anyhow, even when we do expect them. All right, let's go on reading. Uh, the study co-author Raymond Muscheler, a geology researcher at Lund University in Sweden, said... These enormous storms are currently not sufficiently included in risk assessments, and it's of the utmost importance to analyze what these events could mean for today's technology and how we can protect ourselves. And apparently, what they did is they just drilled this very, very deep ice core, and then they go looking at the ice and they figure this stuff out. And I don't know how they do that. I just don't get it. A little bit more here, the... the uh, the CMEs, the coronal mass ejections uh, outbursts, typically peak every 11 years or so. And this storm apparently happened at not the peak, but at the other end, the nadir. Today, satellites can monitor solar outbursts directly, but finding evidence of ancient storms requires some atomic detective work. The authors of the new study looked for evidence of special particles known as cosmogenic radionuclides. <laughs> sure. Find some of those in your sock drawer, why don't you? These are essentially radioactive isotopes created when charged solar particles collide with elements in the Earth's atmosphere. They can appear in natural records like tree rings and ice cores. Now, we're not going to find tree rings 9,200 years old, so they found them in the ice cores. In this study, the authors looked at ice cores analyzing several cores drilled in, Ant in Antarctica and Greenland, Course from both locations showed a remarkable spike in the radionuclides beryllium-10 and chlorine-36 around 9,200 years ago, indicating that a powerful storm swept across Earth at that time. Further analysis, further analysis of the course showed that the storm was particularly powerful, perhaps on par with the most powerful solar storm ever detected, which occurred during a solar maximum between the years 775 B.C. and 774 B.C., and I didn't know that we had charted that one. Mm, see, this, this storm further pushes the magnitude of a potential worst-case scenario for solar storm events. Ooh, and that's the ominous stuff. I can just hear the, uh, the band in the background, the orchestra. Bum, ba-dum, bum. So that's just one more thing to be concerned about when we go to bed tonight, solar storms. 
I'm not getting on any spacecrafts anytime, so I don't have to worry about them exploding unless they explode overhead and the stuff rains down on me and wipes out the house. Or I could just choose not to worry about anything and take things a day at a time or minute by minute or something like that. And I think that's what I'll try hard to do. And that is a wrap. Let's stick a fork in this because it's done. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.